Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. And if you like these live streams, if you like me doing these, uh, this coverage of the news from a, oh my God, the world is ending perspective, um, <laughs> be sure to like and subscribe. Share these videos if you find them educational or informative. And let's get to the news, shall we? So I'm going to have to backtrack on this video uh, and go back to when Joe Biden decided that it was very important for him to visit Ukraine instead of, I don't know, a certain disaster uh, contaminated areas of the United States that were really, really looking for some type of guidance and assistance in, in their debacle. But no, no. Biden, Biden went where he was elected. I mean, uh, where he's, uh, the big guy. I, he went to Ukraine. He, he went to Ukraine and said, because his priority doesn't appear to be here in the country where Americans live. No, it is Ukraine. So Biden goes over to Ukraine. He meets with Zelensky. Uh, they discussed future options. Um, <clears throat> From what I am hearing on the internet, it sounds like we are now, um, let's see here, we just gave them a bunch of Abram tanks, and uh, people are starting to soften to the idea of, like, should we just start giving them jets and having U.S.-made jets shooting down Russian fighter jets? Um, not really a good combination, if you, if you ask me, but uh, this is where we're heading. Uh, so yeah, Biden goes over there, he meets, uh, apparently we informed Russia that, yeah, Biden's going to be visiting uh, Ukraine, don't blow him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I seem to remember previous presidents making clandestine secret trips overseas to meet with, oh, who was it, Churchill and Stalin? And this guy, this guy had polio. He was in a wheelchair. And he was able to secretly go over, make this meeting happen. A uh, few photos were taken. They were released years later about this, uh, this trip. And um, this is how we defeated the Germans. But Oh, no, no. Hey, is it okay if we stop by? Yeah, no, your neighbor's house. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we know you don't live there, but please don't throw any rocks through the windows or try to set it on fire. This is pretty much what the State Department did with Russia. Please don't hurt us, but we're coming. Weird. I don't understand why you would do that. Uh, especially when, uh, let's just face it, we're at war with Russia. I'm just going to put it out there. We're supplying weapons. We're supplying arms. Uh, this is a thing. And... Um, yeah, that's happening. So, yeah. Uh, moving along, U.S. believes Russia conducted Satan 2 ICBM missile test while Biden was in Ukraine. This is how smart the people running our country are. Yeah, CNN has published a surprising report Tuesday night claiming based on two unnamed U.S. officials that Russia conducted an ultra-provocative intercontinental ballistic missile test while President Biden was in Ukraine on Monday. The sources say the U.S. believe the ICBM test failed. However, no explanation 
or details were given for the claim other than Putin simply didn't mention the test in his big Tuesday speech in Moscow. Notice how Putin's speeches, like, we're getting no coverage as to what this dude is saying unless, unless you go elsewhere. And I did. We'll cover that in a minute. Russia notified the United States in advance of the launch through uh, de-confliction lines, one official said. Another official said that the test did not pose a risk to the United States and that the U.S. did not view the test as an anomaly or an escalation. Are, are you sure? <laughs> they don't call it the Satan 2 for nothing. Yeah, uh, the officials described it as a test of a heavy Sarmat missile dubbed in the West the Satan II, which is nuclear capable. Uh, the following is perhaps dubious evidence of the purported test failure, as highlighted by <clears throat> CNN. I know people are going to give me shit for uh, using CNN, but... Um, yeah, they don't like Russia, so I guess if you're going to find news on what's going on over there, perhaps uh, they're going to write about it more than most. Um, it has been successfully tested before, and had this one worked, U.S. officials believe Russia, Russian President Vladimir Putin, would have highlighted the test in his State of the Nation address on Tuesday. Instead, Putin made no mention of the launch in his speech that lasted an hour and 45 minutes. Our our guy can't last 15 minutes on stage. He did an hour and 45 minute speech. He did, however, formally declare that Russia will be suspending his country's participation in the new START nuclear arms reduction treaty with the United States, uh, imperiling the last remaining pact that regulates the world's two largest nuclear arsenals. Uh, no, scratch that. Uh, this is inaccurate. China now has more intercontinental ballistic missiles than the United States. That came out last week. Uh, you can find it in uh, one of my previous videos. You can also find articles on it at thecollapseexperiment.com. Yes, um, China has surpassed the United States with missiles. Uh, those type of missiles. The, the, the big ones with the N. Yeah. Uh, if Russia wanted to send a resounding and threatening message, there remains the possibility that footage of the Sarmat missile launch could be released later in the week, assuming it did happen. Yeah, so let's see here. We've got a tweet. I love how they always have to add tweets in the middle of these articles. Often, though not always, the Kremlin likes to widely publicize its major weapons test by circulating official video. In some instances, videos are belatedly released. Uh, if indeed the Kremlin conducted a Satan II missile test with Biden in Kiev uh, the and releasing the video while he's still traveling in Eastern Europe, currently in Poland, this would without a doubt be taken by the West as a huge escalation and direct threat as it sends a not-so-subtle and ominous threat message uh, at the moment of America's commander-in-chief is in the region. Yeah. Um, this is like downplaying Russia's capabilities. And uh, let's let's be honest here. Uh, Putin's not messing around. Um, although they are pointing out they did this missile, te missile test. They're trying to label it as a threat, which I believe it was. Um, 
but uh, they're they're definitely downplaying what this could mean. So uh, getting to the Russia leaving the treaty, Putin pulls back from last remaining nuclear arms control pact with the U.S. This is actually from CNN World. Russian President Vladimir Putin said he is suspending the country's participation in the START nuclear arms reduction treaty with the United States, imperiling, uh, yeah, 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 we already read that. Putin made the declaration in his much-delayed annual State of the Nation address to Russia's National Assembly on Tuesday. Hours after Putin's speech, Russia's foreign ministry said the decision to suspend participation in the treaty was reversible. Yeah. I think they just want us to stop messing with them. I mean, this is like a husband and a wife dispute. Like, Russia's the husband, Ukraine is the wife. They're going back and forth. She's now fight, starting to fight back. She just, just can't leave him. Uh, yeah, and um, why are we involved? <laughs> We're like the cops that showed up at the door and they're just like, uh, what are we supposed to do? And they keep handing the wife weapons. <laughs> yeah, eventually the husband's going to get pissed off and say, get out of my house. Uh, the treaty pulls limits on the number of deployed intercontinental range uh, nuclear weapons that both the U.S. and Russia can have. <clears throat> it was last extended in early 2021 for five years, meaning the two sides would soon need to begin negotiating on another arms control agreement. Except for now, because they're just like, we're not doing that anymore. Under the key nuclear arms control treaty, both the United States and Russia are permitted to conduct inspections of each other's weapon sites, though inspections have been halted since 2020 due to... Yeah, the the, the cold. The, the big C with the 19 after it, cold. Uh, while Russia is not withdrawing from the pact completely, it appears to be formalizing its current position. For months, U.S. officials have been frustrated over Russia's lack of cooperation with the agreement. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken called Putin's decision deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Kind of like us uh, dealing with uh, Ukraine. Uh, Blinken said President Joe Biden's administration remains ready to talk about the nuclear arms treaty at any time with Russia, irrespective of anything else going on, irrespective of anything else going on in the world. We'll meet with you, except for whatever we decide to fill the blank in with. Yeah, uh, he was joined by other Western allies like France and the United Kingdom, which called on Putin to reverse the suspension. A spokesperson for British Prime Minister Sunak uh, told CNN that Britain hopes Putin will reconsider his rash decision. I don't think this was rash. I think this is just him putting his foot down. In a lengthy statement published on its website, Russia's foreign ministry said that the decision was suspended petition. Suspended participation in the treaty is reversible. Washington must show political will, make conscientious efforts for a general de-escalation, and create conditions for the resumption of the full functioning of the treaty and accordingly and comprehensively ensuring its viability. <clears throat> the American side to do just that. Until then, we are on our uh, steps on our steps towards Washington. In the context of START, are absolutely out of the question. 
so yeah um russia is uh yeah they're they're not playing games so and though a U.S. intelligence assessment in November su suggested that Russian military officials discussed under what circumstances Russia would use a tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine, the U.S. has not seen any evidence that Putin has decided to take the dr drastic step of using one, officials told CNN. Yeah. Um, I'm just not putting it past Putin to uh, do stuff. So yeah, uh, let's see here. Russia's Putin issues new nuclear warnings to West over Ukraine. And this is from uh, Reuters. Routers. Routers? I don't know. Alright, so let's see what Putin actually had to say. Instead of going through other sources. Yeah, let's see here. Putin tells the West that Russia cannot be defeated. Yeah, that's kind of a, a red line there. Russia suspends participation in START nuclear arms treaty. Putin puts strategic nuclear weapons on combat duty. They, they kind of, they skipped that one. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned. President says uh, Russia will resume nuclear tests if U.S. does. Um, Blinken, move is deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Moscow. Uh, President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday delivered a warning to the West over Ukraine by suspending a landmark arms treaty. Um, let's see here. Announcing that new strategic systems had been put on combat duty. Yeah, that's kind of important. And threatening to resume nuclear tests. Okay, so let's see here. CNN. You had an hour and 45 minutes of Putin talking. I'm sure it was translated while he was talking. You left out some important stuff. <laughs> New strategic systems have been put on combat duty. Isn't he at war currently? Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, let me, let me remind you, Biden's in Poland. Poland's not exactly friendly with Russia. Yeah, so, um... Nearly a year after offering an, uh, ordering an invasion that has triggered the biggest confrontation with the West in six decades, Putin said Russia would achieve its aims and accused the West of trying to destroy it. <clears throat> the elites of the West, and this is a quote from Putin, do not hide their purpose, but they also cannot fail to realize it is irresponsible, that it is impossible to defeat Russia on the battlefield, he told his country's political and military elite. Alleging that the United States was turning the war into a global conflict, Putin said Russia was suspending participation in START, signed by then U.S. President Barack Obama and his Russian counterpart Dmitry Medvedev uh, in 2010. The treaty caps the number of strategic nuclear warheads that the countries can deploy. Due to expire in 2026, it allows each country to physically check. Yes, we know that. Um, Blinken, irresponsible, yada yada. Putin, please reconsider. The Russian leader said that without citing evidence that some in Washington were considering breaking a moratorium on the nuclear testing. So he's accusing us of the same thing that we're accusing him of. 
If the United States conducts tests, then we will. No one should have dangerous illusions that global strategy partially can be destroyed. Global strategic parity can be destroyed. A week ago, I signed a decree on putting new ground-based strategic systems on combat duty. So that must be a slightly different translation from before. Uh, it was not immediately clear which system he meant. Putin and Ukraine had sought to strike a facility deep inside Russia where it keeps nuclear bomb bombers, a reference to the Engels Air Base. Yeah. And uh, last time I checked, I believe the CIA gave Ukraine the coordinates to hit it. <clears throat> oh, Russia and the United States together hold 90% of the world's nuclear warheads. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going to kind of call BS on that one, too, uh, with the recent news out of China. The new START treaty limited each site to 1,550 warheads on deployed missile launchers and heavy bombers. Um, it's kind of like that six-foot social distancing rule. They just, why 1,500? And why is it 1,550? Why not just an even 1,500? Like, who needs 50 more nuclear warheads? I don't know. Um, uh, both sides met with the, uh, met the central limit by 2018. Russia's foreign ministry, lead, uh, ministry said later on Tuesday that Moscow intended to continue abiding by the restrictions outlined in the treaty. Number of warheads that have deployed Putin who has over the past year repeatedly hinted that Russia could use a nuclear weapon if threatened, was in effect saying that he could dismantle the architecture of nuclear arms control unless the West backs off Ukraine. Putin said the conflict has been forced on Russia, particularly by NATO's eastward expansion since the Cold War. Yeah, uh, also Ukraine is not part of NATO. I'm just going to point that out. The people of Ukraine have become the hostage of the Kiev regime and its Western overlords who have effectively occupied this country in the political, military, and economic sense. He's not wrong. He's not. I'm sorry. Uh, 2014, a democratically elected government was overthrown with the help of U.S. mercenaries. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Zelensky has no business being there. Uh, I'm just I'm just pointing out the obvious. Kiev and Western leaders, such as U.S. President Joe Biden, who visited the Ukrainian capital on Monday, rejected the narratives as an unfounded pretext for a land grab and say Putin must be made to lose his gamble on the invasion. So he's just completely ignoring the fact that Ukraine was systematically killing Russians, Russian-speaking people in their eastern uh, regions for years. That was going on for years. And we're just like, hey, as long as the big guy gets his 10%, we don't really care. Uh, Russian forces have suffered three major battlefield reverses, but still control around the uh, fifth of Ukraine. Tens of thousands of men have been killed on both sides. 
speaking for an hour and 45 minutes, yada yada, they intend to transform a local conflict into a phase of global confrontation, Putin said. This is exactly how we understand it all, and we will react accordingly because in this case, we are talking about the existence of our country. <clears throat> yeah, Russia doesn't really have anywhere to retreat to, okay? So uh, the more involvement, the more countries that side on behalf of Ukraine, uh, Russia's going to feel more threatened, especially with the HIMARS. Uh, didn't we just also put artillery over there, which, I mean, that's not going to hit Russia, but we have these long-range missiles that are now hitting airfields with nuclear bombers on them. Yeah, uh, it's not exactly a good way to get Russia to back off. The United States says it is concerned Beijing may consider supplying weapons to Russia. They already are. Uh, a step they might transform the war into a confrontation between Russia and China and on the one side and Ukraine and NATO on the other. Um, yeah, so... We know that China has been supplying Russia for a good portion of this time already. Uh, reports came out about that like weeks ago. So yeah, why they're still like saying, you, you better not do that. And China's like, we already are. Uh, China, whose top diplomat, Wang Yi, visited Moscow on Tuesday, has dismissed these concerns and cautioned against any nuclear escalation while affirming a new wide-ranging alliance with Russia. So we support you, and we support you by saying we're not supporting you. <laughs> uh, second, let's see here. Uh, Nikolai, I'm not even going to try that last name. The Secretary of Putin's powerful Security Council told Wang that uh, China was a top priority for Russia's foreign policy, and the two countries must stick together against the West. Yeah. So um, just, they're just building up this uh, this union even more. Um, we're still uh, Putin's testing nukes. Uh, at least the uh, at least the ICBMs. He's still t testing those. Pumping the hands in the air. No nukes. No nukes. No nukes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. Um, Right now, you've got um, the white pill, the, the the book that just came out by um, Michael Malice, and um, I don't know. It's something that I want to read. Uh, perhaps I can find an audio book. I don't know. But um, in the white pill, Michael Malice has been going around promoting this thing, and he talks a lot about the Cold War, why we should at least have hope. Uh, maybe not optimism, but hope that things won't get as bad as a lot of people think that they will become. And um, he did have a couple of interesting stories. Uh, one uh, was Boris Yeltsin, who was notorious for, for being drunk a good portion of the time while running the country and having his, his hand on the nuclear button. Um, so there was an incident where a flock of birds left Alaska and they popped up on Ru Russian satellites <clears throat> and it appeared that we had launched nukes. Uh, 
immediately the the red phone <laughs> i don't know if it's red or not but you know the phone rang uh and yeltsin while half asleep still drunk woke up was notified that the uh the americans have launched should we fire back um even in his drunken stupor yeltsin was able to sit there and go no they didn't launch and hung up the phone not ordering a strike back to the like we seriously could have been nuked because of a flock of birds uh that was one story that malice shared there's the other story of um reagan going through the whole process um when he became president for eight years, Reagan was president. I mean, like the '80s was like his his decade. And let's face it, um, '89, '90. Even though like George Herbert Walker Bush was president, like he was the vice president the whole time Reagan was president. So he had 12 years of the same administration. So Reagan is taken into the bunker, and they're going through the whole process of like, okay, so Russia fired. We've got X amount of minutes to fire back. What do we do? And Reagan started asking some questions and he was like, you know, if I fire back, what happens? And they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, Russia's destroyed. The, 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 everybody on the planet, like millions of people die within like 15 minutes. And Reagan was like, so you want me to retaliate by killing millions of people in a matter of minutes? Like more people than Hitler killed. In years, the years that Hitler was in power, you want me to kill more people than that in a matter of minutes? And they're like, yeah, mutually assured destruction. Duh. And uh, Reagan was like, no. (laughs) And and apparently there was like a a similar policy with uh, Gorbachev where, you know, they, they would try to get Gorbachev to say that he would launch and he's just like, No. (laughs) because <laughs> it was it was suicide it was virtually it, it no it wasn't even virtually it was suicide in order for either side to launch if there was a counter <clears throat> regardless of the counter strike like it's just not a good thing like if russia did fire nukes to the point where it obliterated a country Either you'd have one of two scenarios, either the neighboring countries who would fear for their lives that Russia would do the same thing to them, or you would have an overwhelming sense of like, we have to stop these crazy bastards. Um, unfortunately, I think the first one would be true, but, and that's, that's been what the U.S. homogenies for what, 70 years now? Like, oh, they nuked another country. Don't mess with them. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, unfortunately we, we kind of know like what the truth is when it comes to that. It's more of a race of other countries wanting to have the same weapons so that they don't, they don't face what Japan faced back in 45. So anyways, uh, wrapping this up, looks like Putin is, uh, threatening to possibly use nukes. Uh, they tried testing the, an ICBM while Biden was in Ukraine. He's still currently in Poland. He re, reneged on the on a treaty, and um, yeah, things things still are not looking good. Um, 
yeah, the whole Ukraine thing, it looks like they're they're saying that Russia's planning on a new offensive in the spring. I heard that Ukraine was looking for an offensive uh, operation in the spring. I don't know. It, it just seems like there's going to be one intense uh, frontline battle going on over there uh, as soon as it warms up. Uh, I... Don't know what that's going to mean, but, you know, when it comes to land battles, you need air superiority. Um, I think we're going to push for uh, Ukraine getting some jets, which, uh, yeah, means basically, I mean, Biden said to himself, if American tanks are in Ukraine, that means World War III. And then he's like, hey, we're going to put tanks (laughs) in Ukraine. Awesome. Yay. So that's where we're at. Um, I'm surprised Biden's not back yet. I'm surprised he didn't send Kamala over there. But then again, you know, she's the the person that says very, very enlightening things. Like, Ukraine is a country. It's a small country. And it's on the border with Russia, which is a bigger country. And the bigger country invaded the smaller country. And that's bad. Keep on typing.